You're listening to the British Baseball Podcast. Hello, baseball family, and welcome into week three of the 2021 Around the Ground Show, your weekly British baseball results roundup episode. Want to get your club involved in roundup show? Made a fantastic rookie debut like we had this week a no hitter, a grand slam, some history made, records broken, or maybe you just want to give the player of the game some exposure and some love. I want to help you share those events and stories. So why not send me a video along with a box score or exciting incidents and plays that occurred in your game, or drop me a little message to see how I can help you share that team story. And don't forget to nominate your Athlete of the Week over at BSUK's Twitter account on a Monday. They um, they have like a little form you can fill in to nominate who you think was the best player on the, on the day so you can get them some love. And on game day, if you want to follow some British baseball, if you go to stats.britishbaseball.org, you can see a really cool and unique way to view the teams across British baseball that are in action. And if your club isn't signed up to it, why not inquire about how you can get involved? How many games were called off this week, um, just due to that one constant in British summer called rain. Uh, but we did get some opening day in the brand new um, South West and Wales Baseball League. And even though only two play, two teams played, and um, they didn't disappoint with their action. The uh, just want to give a shout out to Rich Evans at, at Bristol Baseball Club. He sent me a great article back on the third of May. Uh, which I've been saving for this episode for the opening day. But if you might get a copy of the Sunday Independent on the 9th of May, you might already know this information. But it's a great insight into the eight teams that are getting ready to battle it out to be crowned the regional champions. So for the first time, the regional champions will take their place in British Baseball Federation's uh, National Single A uh, Division for the BBF, and that's going to be held in September. The eight teams from Bournemouth, Bristol, Cardiff, Cornwall, Tartan and Weston are split across the Wessex and the seven divisions and will play 10 weekends of regular season baseball. The winners of each division will take part in the SWWBL Championship Final on Sunday, the 22nd of August. In mid-July, the Futures Cup, specifically designed for players with no more than two years' experience, will be held in Western Supermare. I think that's a great idea and a great way to um, make the rookies and the young players uh, more involved. Now, the impact of the pandemic in 2020 meant that many clubs played little or no baseball at all. But our players um, in the SWWBL are now in intense training and getting ready for opening day. There's a nice little quote here. Last season, all clubs felt the impact of the pandemic, but we are delighted to offer a full schedule to our clubs and the first ever chance to compete against clubs from the rest of the country now that the league is affiliated to the BBF the game's national governing body, said Dan McKim, the league commissioner. It promises to be an exciting season and the league is already planning for expansion in 2022. So anyone interested in setting up a new club should contact Dan McKim through the league website, swbluk.leaguerepublic.com forward slash contact. And I'll leave a link in the show notes. So let's have a look at some of these clubs that are in action. Uh, in the SWWBL, the Western Jets were formed in 2017 by local baseball enthusiast Kev Robson. And after an initial online recruitment drive, the club held its first training session at Western Supermare Football Club. Buttonmore playing fields were then secured as the home ground of the new club and renamed Robson Field in honour of the club's founder. 
who was also elected as the club's chairperson. The name Western Jets Baseball Club was decided upon where the, where the club colours of red, black and white. In the first ever game, the Jets took, a, took on a team from Bristol Baseball Club on the 8th of April 2018 in a friendly at Somerdale Pavilion. The Jets were elected to join the Southwest Baseball League by unanimous vote of all the league's clubs and played their first season in 2018 as part of the Northern Division alongside Bristol Bats and the Taunton Muskets. The Jets' first ever win was a 33-20 win at the Newton Brewers. Shortstop Dan Kirby James was selected to represent the Southwest and won the club's first player of the year award. The Jets improved rapidly, winning many more games in 2019, largely down to their ace pitcher and current MVP, Marshall Haney. Let's move on to the Bournemouth Bears. The Bournemouth Bears started out in 2017 and have continued to grow ever since, not only as a team, but as a presence in the local community. The 2019 AA National Champions have great energy and diversity within their team, a mix of experienced players and those learning the game. The club consists of players from Venezuela, Cuba, Australia, Brazil, the UK and South Africa. Hosting games in neighbouring Ferndown, just outside of Bournemouth, the club is managed and run by Jose Lopez and general manager Wendelik Gonzalez. Gonzalez, who's one of the rising number of prominent female con contributors to UK baseball, said... Quote, we have created a family here at the Bears and are passionate about baseball. Our aim is to have fun and create a family ethos, which is what we do every week. The Bears will have two teams competing in the up-and-coming 2021 season, a team in AAA and one in single-A. The single-A team highlights the growth of the Bears and their commitment to developing new players. Bears single-A player Warren Doyle commented, Quote, I joined this team in 2018 and have improved my skills thanks to the excellent setup of the club. It's a wonderful feeling to play competitive baseball. It's exciting being part of this family. The Cardiff Merlins, Wales' only baseball club, grew out of Cardiff Softball League in late summer 2017 when American expat Ben Wachowski got a group of players together for a successful friendly game over the Seven Bridge against Bristol. The club was officially founded in January 2018 by Ben and Edward Peebles, with 2018 used as a development year to attract players and gain experience in friendlies against teams from Bristol and Taunton. Having built a strong foundation, the Merlins entered the SWBL in 2019 and had a successful first season, reaching the single-A final against the Exeter Spitfires after a strong second-half showing. Memorable moments that year included rookie slugger Aaron Fulton-Brown crushing two home runs and Canadian outfielder Scott Morden making a game-saving over-the-fence catch away at the Western Jets. Club chairman Andrew Snow, quote, The players are hugely looking forward to getting back on the diamond in 2021, having not played a competitive game in over 18 months due to the pandemic. With the addition of a few experienced players, we hope to be competitive against again this season with a bonus of a place in the BBF National Playoffs to aim for. The Taunton Muskets Baseball Club was formed in 2013 by a group of volunteers, some of whom are still active within the club today. By 2015, the Muskets secured the club's first league championship trophy and followed it up by successfully retaining the title in 2016. Away from league competition, the Muskets sent a team to London, accompanied by some additional SWBL players, to compete in the London tournament hosted by the Croydon Pirates, winning the tournament overall. Future years saw Taunton remain strong, a strong force within the SWBL, narrowly missing out on the title in both 2017 and 2018, 
And in 2020, while regular SWBL season was disrupted due to COVID, the Muskets took the opportunity to enter the BBF's national tournament at single A level and finished a respectable third amongst the teams nationally. 2021 is anticipated to be a bumpy year for the Taunton Muskets, with a new ground at Victoria Park now open to the club in the heart of Taunton, and members reaching peaks not seen since having two teams. Chair Kevin Snow said, we're really excited for the challenge ahead of and the opportunities to develop our coaching and players now that we're affiliated with the BBF. Moving on now to Bristol Baseball Club. Bristol Baseball Club was formed in 2008 with one team. Today, the club runs four adult mixed teams, a women's team and a youth section. And there's nearly 100 playing and training members. The Badgers play in the British Baseball Federation's AAA Southwest Division, while the Bats, Buccaneers and Brunels all play in the BBF SWWBL Single A Division. In 2011, the Badgers won the BBF AAA South Division before the team moved to the fledgling Southwest Baseball League in 2014. And since 2017, the club has been based at a purpose-built field at Somerdale Pavilion in Keisham. They won the SWBL title in 2017 and moved up to the BBF AA Division the following season, reaching the national final in 2018 and 2019. This season, the Bats, Buccaneers and Brunels will be fighting to win the regional Southwest title for a place in the national single-A finals, which the club hosted back in 2020. Quote, all our players are looking forward to this season after last year's disruption, and we will be working hard to bring a national title back to the Southwest, said club chair Richard Evans. Training has gone very well, and every player is excited to getting back onto the field. The Cornish Clay Cutters were originally founded in 2017 as the St. Austell Claims Cutters, an expansion team for the SWBL. Advertised to Cornwall as a whole, the original roster saw a colourful selection of players from all areas of the county. Following the close of the 2018 season, after some mixed results in games to that point, the team elected to appoint Paul Fullman as head coach to bring much-needed structure to team training. Relocating to the more populous area of Truro, the rebranded as the Cornish Clay Cutters. The decision reached rewards as the team worked their way through the 2019 season to reach the SWBL AA final, missing out on their first championship with a loss to the Yeovil Whirlwinds. And since the end of the 2019 season, the club has been located in Newquay. Clay Cutters player Rod Camp said, quote, after an amazing 2019 and a significant break from baseball activities, we're just eager to get back onto the field and get back to playing a game we all love. We have a great club. Uh, sorry, we have a great squad of players and a dedicated committee behind the scenes. It'll be exciting to see what the future holds for the club. So over to the results and standings. As mentioned at the start, there weren't many games played due to the weather. So this could be a really short episode. Uh, but I'll try and take this opportunity to try some new things. Um, please let me know what you like to hear in these breakdowns. Uh, it would be like more about the players involved, uh, inning breakdowns. Let me know via the DMs or the email that I just mentioned and I'll see what I can do. So let's start off with the NBL. The London Mets managed to squeeze in both of their games as they travelled to Waltham Abbey, the home of the Essex Arrows, with the Mets highlights being the return of Freddie Mosier and uh, with a dominating performance in relief, and another bomb from Zach Stroman. Game one was a six-inning affair, with the Mets putting five uh, runs in the first inning, four more on the board in the third inning, and rounding off victory in the fifth inning by adding two more to the score. The Arrows weren't able to reply, for that game, but GB's Brian Lanoff getting created with the win after pitching three innings and Freddie coming in to see the game out. 
Yeah, I did manage to get some hits in courtesy of uh, Juan Diaz, Alessandro Trabuco, and Edwin Almonte. Apologies for butchering of names. Game two also went in favour of the Mets as seven innings were played out. The Arrows managed to score one run in this game, and that came in the fifth inning, courtesy of Marco Pestana, uh, crossing home plate there. But the Mets scored in every inning bar the first and the seventh, with three runs coming in the second inning, uh, one run coming in the third, two in the fourth and the fifth, and five runs in the sixth inning, with runs coming from Dylan Baxter, Zach Stroman hitting that home run, Brendan Powell with a pair, Jonathan Cramming, Jamie Dix, and Mike Banagale with a scoring hat trick of runs, Rory Challenger and Adrian Pierce. Pitching the game uh, in game two saw Demarcus Moretta pitching five innings for the Arrows with Ali Lorenzo taking over in the final inning and Jordan Emmons and Tommy Flaherty pitching um, three apiece there for the Mets. This info was uh, provided from a box score from the Mets Twitter and also from the manager, Rich Minford, who, who dropped me an email with this. So if you see it might be a bit one-sided, let's try and even out the balances by sending over some information too. So I'm now going to head over to Roundshaw Plainfields in Wellington in Croydon uh, with the adopted home ground of the Lancashire Legends Baseball Club who hosted the high-flying London Capitals, which was overseen by umpire Gabor Erdos. They only managed to get one game in before rain interfered and put a stop to the afternoon fixture. And it took just under two hours for the Capitals to win 13 runs to three over those five innings, with Julio Cesar Figuero Almonte homering deep into centre field in the first inning uh, to bring home Lewis uh, Wampler and Reese Wilson in the process. Alex Deacon managed to get a single through the right, which allowed Matthew first to score and moving Nathan Lewis up to the third, who, uh, who then scores an E2T. I don't know what abbreviation means, so if anyone can let me know, that'd be great. Uh, top of the second saw Kyle Randall home deep to centre field with no reply from the Legends. And then the top of the third, Lewis Wampler singles to first base and Peter Wildman scores for the Capitals. There's no more runs scored until the top of the fifth where the Capitals' Gordon Shepard scored and another home run from Julio Cesar Figueroa Almonte mashing to deep centre field, bringing home Lewis Wampler with him. Then the bottom of the fifth, GB coach Jonathan Rodriguez fires a, uh, fires a home run to right centre field. As he looks to make records this season, he said he was going to do it and he's looked like he's off, off to a great start. This breakdown uh, was in the stats.britishbaseball.org website that I mentioned earlier. Uh, I link it's also in the show notes. No scores in AAA, AA or single A league, but I do have some scores from the Milton Keynes Bucks as they face Cambridge in single A competition in the East of England Baseball League. Um, and that saw the Bucks take both games. 14-12 uh, and the afternoon game 22-11. So over to Southwest uh, England and Wales opening day, which saw the Cornish clay cutters face the Taunton Muskets in Newquay. And here to tell us about the game is Kev Snow, from who's the chairperson and catcher of the Muskets. Warning: this video contains descriptions of awesome debuts, grand slams, and walk-off home runs. Hi everyone. Uh, Kevin Snow here from the Taunton Muskets, just giving you a game day review from our opening day weekend against the Cornish Claycutters as part of the Southwest and Wales Baseball League. So I have to admit, the weather wasn't ideal. It was pretty wet. It was pretty windy. But it was so fantastic to be back on that diamond playing baseball again as part of the, uh, the BBF Single A Southwest Division. Uh, the... Cornish clay cutters welcomed us down to their field and uh, I think everybody had a really enjoyable day despite the weather just because we were out playing baseball again. 
So the first game was really tight. We had a debut um, pitcher in Al Troke, who um, did a really amazing job. I mean, I was catching for him, and uh, you know the ball was moving or it wasn't moving. Uh, really, really difficult to gauge uh, your pitches in that kind of weather, the grip on the ball, etc. But he did a really great job in his first game, and it all came down to the final inning with um, with one run in it going into the final inning for us. And uh, unfortunately, we ended up losing the game uh, 17-16 when the, uh, the Cornish batter uh, managed to drive the ball over left field to uh, to get the walk-off win. So there were some great plays in the field from us. Uh, our second baseman, Steve Coles, did a great job uh, making some plays there. And um, we had some great performances at the bat, but just unfortunately not, not quite enough. In game two, we had Jake Palmer on the, uh, the mound for us that time. And we gave some debut um, starts to... Um, Dan Adams, Bobby Porter, and Chris Cramner. And again, the game was ebbing and flowing. It was so close for so long. And uh, again, it came down to the final inning. And with bases loaded, our debut player, rookie, first ever game, hit a grand slam home run over left field into the wind. It was enormous. It was brilliant. Uh, you know what a great achievement to, to have in your first ever uh, game, uh, and then that gave the win, his first win as pitcher to Jake Palmer, and uh, yeah, we had a thoroughly enjoyable day. Uh, the Cornish Clay Cutters were great hosts, and yeah, it was just great being part of that baseball community, and uh, you know, looking forward to our next game on the 23rd of May against the Western Jets, which will be hosting our home field in Victoria Park in Taunton. And yeah, we're looking forward to what the season will uh, will bring for us. So yeah, thanks for listening and I might give you another update again. Bye. Thank you again to all those who have contributed and for letting me know scores and incidents. Again, if, if you want to get involved and you want to be part of this, this roundup show, all you have to do is get in contact with me. This is uh, all about your team and your league and your players. So please uh, let me know as much information as possible so I can flesh out these stories a bit more. And that's all from me this week. Thank you very much for your time as always. And I'll see you on the side. Sarah.